Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Wonder Man Zone, the Wonder Man Introspective. I thank you for tuning in to me again. I know it has been a week since my last post. I uh, did not think that this was going to become a weekly thing. I was really hoping to be getting out more casts by now, but you know what? Life got in the way. And as we've been talking about having patience with ourselves, I have uh, decided that in order to go ahead and practice patience with myself, that I had to prioritize other things in life in order to feel more comfortable with where I was. I enjoy coming on here and sharing with you guys, and uh, maybe weekly is going to become my thing. Maybe it'll be more than that, but I thank you for spending your time with me. Today I'm going to jump right in, and we are going to talk a little bit more about patience and emotions, and what impatience does to our emotions. First, let me start off by talking about emotions a little bit. I've been working with my children lately on uh, emotions and recognizing our emotions, validating our own emotions and other people's emotions, realizing that it's okay to have positive and negative emotions. There are so many times, I cannot tell you how many times I hear from people, oh, don't feel that way. It's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Or, no, you shouldn't worry about that. It's, it's going to be fine. Well, come on. Like, I'm allowed to feel worried. I'm allowed to feel sad. Unless you have a magic book that tells me, hey, this is why you're not supposed to worry about that. Then I don't want to hear it. Now, I'll tell you some of my biggest worries. I worry about my children getting sick. I worry about my family or my wife getting sick. Very sick, we're talking. I worry about finances a whole lot. How are we going to afford X, Y, Z? My worrying doesn't help any. It's not productive by any means, but the worry is still there. But what my worry does do is then it turns it into hours upon hours of planning and lists, trying to figure out how I can have as much money as possible with what we're already making, what I can cut, what I can keep, worrying six months ahead, like, okay, in six months we have this or this party or or we have this expense coming up, like, we're going to have to cut out this right now so that way we can afford it by then. On the one hand, great, like, I know what needs to be done now for the future, but on the other hand, I'm always spending my time planning on worrying about a future that hasn't happened yet. Why can't we worry about good things? You know, why can't it be that I've sat down and I'm thinking about all this worry that, you know, okay, in six months we have to buy a new fridge. Like, you know, that needs to happen or whatever. And then at the same time, I'm like, but in six months, maybe I'm going to strike it rich on podcasting <laughs> and, you know, all that money is going to flow in and, and we're going to be fine. But to look at it that way, like your head's in the clouds or up somewhere else, and you're thinking in wishful thinking, it's it just is counterproductive as well. It's like there's no winning with worry. There's no point in trying to think about the good possible outcomes, at least to me. 
because history has kind of shown that most likely what you're dealing with right now is what you're going to be dealing with in the future unless you do something right now to change that future. It's that old saying, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you always got. I like that saying. Unfortunately for me, I suffer from anxiety, and unfortunately, my general anxiety that normal people would experience day to day as like a slight worry or something to tweak, I focus in on it, I hone in on it, I zone in on it, and I just can't get any rest, relaxation, or mental clarity until that problem is resolved, until that budget line no longer shows red, debt, then I'm not happy. My children inform me that they worry a lot about death. And I'm like sitting here thinking about that. I'm like, holy cow, like these poor kids are spending their days worrying about people that they love dying. Like, where did that worry come from? But then I think back on it. And when I was about eight years old, I started worrying about that as well. It's not so far-fetched to think that children can suffer from the same worries that we adults face. I think I worry far more often about finances than I do about death, but it is a constant lingering thought on my mind. I don't know how many of you out there worry about death on a daily basis, but the thought does come into my mind, maybe at least once a day if I'm lucky, of, oh man, like, would I be happy right now if, like, would I have lived a good life and die a happy man doing what I've done? Uh, I try not to think about that because, you know what, I have a lot of years left that I plan to try to live and live to the fullest. And, and that's what I've learned through my worries about death is you got to just live the way that you want to live right now. You know, within your means and within safety and security, but live the way that makes you happy right now. And that's what I'm spending my time right now trying to find, is that happiness, the the right scenario between feet on the ground, but head in the clouds, where I'm happy, I'm content, I'm living my best life, but that I'm not off in space somewhere all the time, and like my feet can still move me forward, as if life is going on as normal, because it does, and it is, and I don't know how many of you feel the same way. It'd be interesting to find out, but that's how I feel. My poor children, they've been uh, having a lot of worry lately, anxiety. My wife uh, is a school teacher, so they started back up at school. So she was home a lot this summer. If she wasn't working in her classroom uh, to get things ready, she was home uh, with us. And then she went back, and that's when the kids' worry began. And we also had some other family issues. Uh, we had a move in the family, um, our own move within the past uh, year and a half. Uh, but my mother, their grandmother, moved away, and she was an anchor for them and, uh, and their grampy. And that upset them, and they lost that little bit of stability that they had there. Their other grandfather has had some health issues, so they've been worried about him a lot. And they pray for both of them at every meal. To see my kids worry like this and worry when they're going to see their grandparents again, uh, worry about 
if mommy's going to make it home from work okay or when mommy's going to get home from work. It, it tears at me. And it's hard to figure out what to do there. I've been working with them on an anxiety workbook. Now, self-help books to me have not always been a great thing. I get so bored with self-help books. Um, I enjoy listening and reading to others' stories about things that they've gone through that are similar to mine. I'm listening to a podcast, uh, reading a book about a similar experience. But like self-help style workbooks, okay, they're good in, in theory. And if you stick to it, really good. But sometimes it's just like, well, you know, this seems pretty straightforward. I don't know. Well, it seems to be helping them. They do an online program. Uh, where they learn about their emotions, and then they move on to, I've started a workbook lesson with them, and uh, that seems to be going well. Um, I will eventually post links in my blog to those workbooks. If you have children that are suffering through anxiety, or even if you yourself are suffering through anxiety, um, they might be of interest to you as well. Uh, patience, people. We're going to move away from worry and patience because they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Worry is focusing on events that might happen in the future. But if we're focusing on patience, then that's focusing on the here and now. Uh, taking it one step at a time. Not being overly focused on the future. My great aunt had a, uh, a great saying, one day at a time. You know, she lived into her 90s, and I interviewed her once for a school project. And I said, how did you do it with all that you've been through? She had been through wars, depressions. She lost a husband at a young age. I, I just could not imagine. She raised a daughter on her own. I said, how did you do it? And she answered me one day at a time. That that's all that we can ever do, is take it one day, one step at a time. That is great advice, but I still can't figure out how to do that. Now, I'm getting a little better. Uh, I homeschool my children, and I have learned to approach homeschooling that way this year. I have tried to do something now called loop scheduling, where basically I write everything out that we would do in a day on a list. Anything that has to be done, I've highlighted, and it's in its own category. That has to get done in the mornings. And I prioritize play. So I have a couple younger girls. So focusing and prioritizing play is very important. So I make sure that, that gets done first and foremost every day. Uh, singing songs, playing games, whatever. And then I've tried to make sure that every day my two older girls have made sure to do uh, at least their online program of reading and math, uh, language arts and math. Those are very important for them to get done in order to progress and finish out the year. Uh, we're a year-round homeschool, or at least I'm shifting our focus to that, so I'm not entirely worried. Uh, but I still want those to get done every day. And it doesn't take them long either. But everything else stays on a list. Uh, things, projects I want to do with them, crafts, uh, music lessons, uh, history, science, a group math, a group language arts, group reading, 
things like that. They all end up on a list. And wherever we finished our day is where I'll, I'll bookmark right there. And I'll say, okay, this is where we're going to pick up tomorrow. That's all we got done today. It's time for me to move on. Then I'm doing trying to do the same thing with responsibilities around the house. I, I take care of the house. So I try to list those out and kind of tick through them. And then be accepting if I haven't gotten through the whole loop. That I'll, I'll have the whole week to do those things. And it's okay if I don't get through that loop in a day. I can just pick right back up tomorrow. It's the same thing with things that I enjoy. I have so many likes, but not enough time. So I've listed those out. Things like guitar, violin, learning to play piano, doing this podcast, blogging, writing my novel, reading a book, doing a craft or a project. I've listed all those out. And as I have time, and if it shows up on the, that it's, you know, it's me time, it's my me block, I'll pick from that list of where I left off, and then the next day I'll do something different. Now, I will say today, I did not have a list in front of me when I picked to do podcasting. I just decided. And that's okay. I'm living my best life. Uh, or trying to right now. It's hard. Uh, it is a long journey of self-discovery, I will say. I feel really down at times about it. Uh, I feel lost at times. I feel like I've lost myself somewhere along the way between becoming a parent and where I am now. Although the me before I was a parent wasn't all that great. Uh, the me after becoming a parent is far superior. But my life has been my kids. And I've learned that I also need to focus on myself. Because I'm suffering what they call parental burnout. And it's essentially that I've been around my kids so long. I mean, eight years is a, a pretty dang long time um, of 24-7 care of my kids, essentially. That uh, I'm suffering a burnout on that. And that I don't have as much energy to keep up with them as I used to. I barely have enough energy to keep up with myself. I'll get to the end of the day and get down to my bedroom and think, okay, I'm going to watch a show I want to watch or watch a show with my wife or we're going to play a game or we're going to chat for a little bit. I'm out like a freaking light. But like as soon as I get down there, I'll turn on the TV. It's, if I get under the covers, it's game over. I have some weighted blankets. If I'm under that, nope. It's a matter of minutes, and I'm out like a light. I will say that I have had a couple afternoon naps this week with my youngest uh, while she's napping. And if I do that, I seem to be a little bit more energized, but not by much. It, it is not much. Minuscule, we're talking. But I've also noticed that I'm sleeping in more. I used to wake up around 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock, get going on my day. Uh, still not even have enough time to get done what I wanted to. But I've slept in the past few days. Nope, doesn't help. Doesn't help at all. My attitude, though, has been changing and is a little bit more positive. I've made some uh, lifestyle changes. I feel a little bit more happier about that. So I, I think that that might be affecting my overall ability. I've, I've learned to accept that I'm not going to get everything done in a day that I want to. 
and I've tried not to beat myself up about that. It is still hard, though, to wrap my head around being who I am and accepting my limits, uh, accepting who I am, what I like, trying to figure out what I like to the point where I worry about it. I worry, okay, are others accepting of me? Uh, if my wife gets home and the house isn't pristine, is she going to be upset? If my wife gets home and I can't tell her that I've done every single subject with the kids for the whole day, that every bit of work is done, is she going to be okay with that? If I wasn't able to switch over the laundry like I thought I was going to be able to, is that acceptable? If I spend time for me doing a podcast, should I feel bad about that? That the whole day I've been either cooking, cleaning, chauffeuring kids, doing lessons, and then I want to spend, you know, an hour for myself. Is that okay? Now, I've learned that that's mostly in my head. Like, that's my problem. Now, yeah, that might affect a little bit um, of, a, of a milieu issue, of a, a baseline issue with everybody. Like, you know, the kids might be a little bit crazier after a certain point because, you know, daddy's not right there entertaining them so maybe they're a little bit crazier then i wrap up doing what i'm doing get back and then it's like whoa whoa what's going on here like i just stepped out for you know an hour to do something by myself is that not cool anymore those are all worries i have about spending more time on myself or being more accepting of my limits it certainly is interesting I am working on it. I enjoy the fact that you guys can join me on this journey. I will say that we are reaching the 20 minute mark of this podcast and I do not ever want to go over 20 minutes. Uh, I try to keep it shorter than that. I know most people's drives are shorter than that, but I appreciate you listening and we will pick right back up on this. I hope that you enjoyed. If there is anything that struck a chord with you, please feel free to reach out to me. Visit my blog online at wondermanzoned.com. And there is a contact me section there, an about me section, other blog posts. And I, I do try to keep up on that as well. And I would enjoy your company along the way with future podcasts. Thanks again. Take care and be well.